Can the Kevin Durant and Devin Booker-led Suns come out of the West? They're the favorites right now. Talk about all that and more with Brendan Clean of Locked on Suns. Welcome into the Locked on NBA preview. I'm Nick Engstead of Locked on NBA, joined by Brendan Clean of Locked on Suns to give you everything you need to know about the Phoenix Suns going into the playoffs. So, Brendan, they've made some big trades. There's been some, some changes of this Phoenix Suns team, but what's the biggest on-court story? When Kevin Durant's on the court, I guess, what's the biggest story that you're tracking this season on the court? Biggest story is how they continue to find their groove. You know, I, this is a team that only played eight games with their best player. Uh, with the trade, his injury that dates back to January, and then the the fall pregame when he was supposed to be making his home debut, he only got eight games with this group. And so you couple that with they sat guys for the last two games of the regular season, and it's just been a very strange couple of months for the Suns. And so the first three games they played with him were very much Durant ball. You know, it was ISOs, it was elbow touches, it was just, you know, can they stop him doing his thing and is he going to swing it around and find the right play? He got hurt when he came back. The last five games heading into the end of the season, they really played Suns basketball again, but Durant was integrated into that. So you saw him, you know, just getting corner threes like Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder used to. You saw, you know, off-ball screens and, you know, complicated pick and rolls and all this stuff we know the Suns are great at. But it was just Durant in some of the spots that Grouter, Bridges, Cam Johnson, those guys had been in in the past, which is a pretty crazy thing uh, to be able to say about Kevin Durant, that <laughs> he can just be a piece too. But it's all still figuring itself out, and it's all still laying into place. I think the Clippers are a good team to continue to test yourself against for reasons we'll talk about with the injuries and everything, but they're not a finished product, and that's kind of crazy to say going into game one of the playoffs. This team is very different than what we saw at the start of the season and the Suns team that we've been used to. Some of the same pieces, but what is a playoff rotation for you? Give me the starters, a couple of players off the bench, and then is there anyone in the bubble that you're looking at saying, not sure Monty Williams will play this guy, but he could? Very open question, honestly. <laughs> uh, I think to the point that I was just making about style, I think the same thing can be said about roles and rotations for this group. I think we know the fifth starter is going to be Josh Okogie. Back when the trade happened, Monty said it would. Monty Williams, the head coach, said it would be um, dependent on matchup and some of those things. We know the playoffs can change stuff like that, but I would say for game one, Okogie is going to be there. He's started every single game since the trade deadline with Durant, without Durant, whatever. It's been him. He will be that guy. I think you go beyond that, and to me, Torrey Craig is as close to a lock as you're going to find in this bench because he has played so many minutes for this group. He was a starter most of the season. He's played the third most minutes on this team, and he's second among active guys. Bridges is actually still first for this group. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, crazy. Um, and so campaign, I think, is probably the other guy you would say is something close to a lock. He's dealing with an injury that he suffered toward the end of the season and then one of the backup big men, but that could be small ball. That could be one of the traditional guys like a Bismack Biombo. We don't exactly know. Monty Williams has not settled on what that will be. So I think that's really your eight. But that doesn't include guys like TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, those vets that they brought in as scorers. They don't really have, you know, a forward option of the group that I just named outside of Torrey Craig, who's going to play a lot of minutes. So it's it's to be determined what the 10-man, 11-man, whatever rotation is in the early stages of the playoffs. But I think that's the eight that they get to. 
What are the biggest strengths and weaknesses? I know we're only going off of eight games from, from what we've seen. It's funny to hear you parse through a sample size of eight games and be like, well, the first three games and then these last five. But what are the biggest strengths and weaknesses of this team? How do they win? How, and I guess they haven't lost with Kevin Durant, but how do you? How would you <laughs> foresee them losing games, especially against this Clippers team? Yeah, wasn't it Moses Malone, the faux, 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 faux? I think that's what the Suns <laughs> are headed toward, right? That's that's my bold prediction here. Um, no, it's it's absolutely not. I think... I think that their weaknesses are going to be teams and, and games and matchups where their best players have to play defense. And, you know, I get a lot of pushback from all the Kevin Durant stands and, and, and people out there that think that when I say that, I'm underestimating what Kevin Durant is as a defender. I'm not. I think, one, he's probably best as a team defender, most valuable because he can protect the rim, take up space, and help. I mean, he's one of the longest athletes that's ever played in the NBA, so just him kind of ducking in to try to swipe at a driver or things like that. That's really valuable. He can guard people in isolation. In this series, he might have to guard Kawhi Leonard, but any team would love if their best player did not have to guard an amazing offensive threat defensively. And so I think that is something that can make them uncomfortable. I think that this is a thin team, right? So foul trouble or guys just not being effective if they if they can't craft an eight-man reliable rotation – which I don't think they're necessarily super confident they can. I don't think they're super confident in anybody outside of the top four in a playoff situation because even Josh Okogie, it's really his first time on a, in, in meaningful games on a good team. He's never really had that. This is a breakout season for him. So some of those things where if guys are tested and pushed out of their comfort zone within that really sound like four to eight man structure, I think that's where you start to get into some discomfort and they don't shoot a ton of threes. They don't have a ton of shooting on this roster. I don't know. You might think that's a problem. You might not, depending on how great those other players are in the mid-range, getting DeAndre Ayton shots at the basket, all that stuff. But they're not going to be able to shoot themselves into games like some teams can. These all feel like minor problems. If this team at the very top is what we think it can be, they really are going to be able to win a ton of these postseason games. <laughs> but those are some of the weaknesses. What are the expectations? Because right now, FanDuel has them at plus 200 to win the West. They're the favorite to come out of the West. They've only played together eight games. Like That that would just be an unprecedented level amount of continuity to go and, and win a title. However, the other guys have been together and went to the finals. So what are the expectations? Let's do this from three levels. From the fans, from the team itself, and then from you. What are your expectations uh, for this team in the playoffs? Fan-wise, it's a title. I mean, you know, this this team, this franchise has never won a championship. They were very close in 2021, went up 2-0 in the finals. Last year, they were the runaway favorites this time of year and and got their, you know what, handed to them in a game seven. You might know something about that, Nick. I don't know. Sure. Um, and, then, uh, and then this year, times have changed, huh, since we were talking last year. <sighs> very. Um, but that's what fans want. And I don't think fans are necessarily thinking of this as, well, the Durant trade just happened. They have a new owner. Let's let things play out. This is a... This is a must-win situation. They're paying a ton for this roster, and they went all in, and the results should be winning everything. Um, I think the team probably feels similarly, right? Chris Paul is, we've said for three straight years, this is his last chance, and you just never know how many more opportunities he's really going to get to be a key part of a championship team. Maybe he's a backup somewhere next year or something. I don't know, but this is this is probably as good as it's going to get for him. Devin Booker's hungry. Kevin Durant. I don't know how he feels about championships, but obviously he's great enough that that's the goal for him every year, right? <laughs> so I think that's the case. 
he's not going to tell us what he thinks about all that. He's tired oh. of that conversation, right? But I think we can assume. <laughs> and then I, uh, you said the last one is me, right? Yeah, you. Um, I think that my expectations are they have to be a real – they should be treated as a championship contender. They should be treated as among the favorites. But I think being realistic, maybe putting myself in Matt Ishbia, the new owner's shoes a little bit, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are under contract for the next three seasons and Booker one or two beyond that. And so I don't feel like they, you know, the the heart of hearts of James Jones or Matt Ishbia, whatever, they're probably not looking at this as like make or break, do or die. They have some more kind of cards up their sleeve, trades they can make, things they can do. This is a great chance. This is a very, you know, open opportunity, but it's probably not the end all be all, I think is how I would put it. The FanDuel line, again, is plus 200 to win the West. What's the path out of the West? Let's start with this Clippers team. How do the the Suns get out of this first Clippers? Or are they looking ahead already past the Clippers right now? I don't think they're looking ahead past the Clippers at all. I mean, you know, for the reasons we talked about with, they didn't put together some sort of, this isn't the Dynasty Warriors where they just killed through the regular season and they're hungry and ready to just hit the ground running and, you know, sweep the first two rounds or anything like that. This is a team that's still figuring itself out. And the Clippers, even without Paul George, we don't know how long he'll play. It doesn't sound like he'll be available in the early part of the series. Still a pretty good team, you know. They have Kawhi Leonard, who's a playoff killer, and so they're going to have to figure some things out in this series. I think... They should feel good, though, that they match up pretty well to the other best teams in this conference. You know, I think they swept Denver two years ago, and maybe the defense, the offense for Denver has gotten better. Maybe you would say KCP or Bruce Brown or some of these guys would be a difference maker in the series. But a lot of the roster uh, was healthy for that series two years ago outside of Jamal Murray. So they probably feel good about the Nuggets. They probably feel good about the Grizzlies, who have a lot of drama and chaos going on and not a lot of obvious matchup strengths that the Suns would would be worried about. And so I think all that feels good. I don't think that they're going to take any series for granted, though, because they know how hard this can be. They know how precarious the injury stuff can get with two guys in their mid-30s to late-30s. And, you know, they just want this, I think. So I don't think they're going to look too far or too far ahead or any of that. They're going to just take this one step at a time. To follow all the Phoenix Suns games, go check out Locked on Suns with Brendan Clean daily on the Locked on Suns YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on the Lockdown NBA Playoff Preview.